The healthcare industry has undergone transformational change in the past 10 years, especially as it relates to the implementation of technology. Even so, there's much more to do and many companies are out there doing it, but you don't know about them. At Intrepid Healthcare, our podcast will bring you the crazy ones, the rebels, the troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer. Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today with another trailblazing innovator. We're going to get right to it. Today, we're joined by Billy Glazier, founder and president of Blue Phoenix Village. Billy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Well, thanks so much for making the time today. Before we start our discussion, could you take a few seconds and tell the audience about you and your background? Yeah, my name is Billy Glazier. I spent years serving the public as a paramedic and firefighter and following some health issues and family issues, I decided to stay home and homeschool my children. And in doing so, I connected with our community and started working with teenagers in our community that were struggling in school. And so for the last 10 years, that's what I have been doing. I've been working with our local community teenagers that had pretty much hit brick walls at the public school system and helped them gain access to college and other resources that they could not have had access to without someone's assistance. Specifically, I had identified several teenagers who had their caregivers were burdened with major health problems or had deceased, had been diagnosed with cancer, and these kids were losing their way. So for the last 10 years, that's what my husband and I have been helping these kids with resources. We have been from our own pockets, transporting them over to the Grand Canyon from Alabama. We have helped with college tuition. We have helped pay for ACTs. And we came to a point where we decided that we couldn't help the same way we had been helping. We had to make a decision whether we were going to stop helping or we were going to change the way that we were helping. And that is where Blue Phoenix Village came in. We pinned an idea of building a village for everybody in our community to pitch in something. And we've expanded that throughout two states so far. Billy, tell us exactly what is Blue Phoenix Village then? Blue Phoenix Village is a nonprofit organization that is the hub for scholarships. And everybody who works in our organization, from me all the way through to everybody who volunteers, are working strictly on a volunteer basis. So every single thing that comes into our organization goes directly to the kids in need. We have developed our own scholarships, and we are funding those through galas and raffles that the nonprofit can't raffle, but other organizations are doing raffles and donating to our facility. For the most part, all of our efforts as far as raising scholarship funds for our own scholarships are going to the aid of children with terminally ill, deceased, or severely disabled parents. There's, you know, a lot more kids than there are 
scholarships in our organization. So we do have a whole committee that goes through and does a screening process to identify the best student resources that we have available. But also Blue Phoenix Village, when I said a hub for scholarships, that one way that we are funding our benevolent scholarships is by managing scholarships for other companies. For example, the Malone Scholarship was donated to our organization through Bethany Learning Academy, which is an umbrella school for homeschooling students. And we manage that scholarship for them. Approximately 10% of what is gained from that scholarship will go into funding our BPB scholarship. That is what we're doing. We raise money to give to kids that have terminally ill, deceased, or severely disabled parents to help them with academic success. But we also manage scholarships that are available through other companies. Great. I was reading about the three tiers. What are the three tiers of the village and the goals of each tier? That is where we developed a breakup of the types of assistance that we can give. Tier one is specifically scholarships that are benevolent for people in need. For example, the BPV scholarship goes to kids with terminally ill or deceased parents. The Malone scholarship that was donated from Bethany Learning Academy is in that same tier. The only difference between it and the BPV scholarship is that the Malone scholarship is homeschooling specific. So any scholarship that is designated specifically for a child with a financial need or a mentor need will be in tier one. Tier two was developed specifically for scholarships. For example, if Company X would like to sponsor a scholarship that goes specifically for academic success that may want to give a scholarship specifically for someone who is interested in being a history major that has excelled academically for years and they don't necessarily have a financial need. So Tier 2 is designated just for academic success type scholarships. Tier 3 is for K-12 through resources. This is for kids that do have financial needs due to their parents having illnesses or injuries or being deceased. This is where I actually spend about three or four hours per day, five days a week, contacting resources such as IXL Math or Always Ice Cream. These are resources that kids can use in their K-12 through classes. And anyone who would like to donate specifically would tell us this is a benevolent scholarship, then it would go to Tier 1. If they say this is for academic reward, then it would go to Tier 2. If someone says, well, I would just like to pay for music lessons for a child with a terminally ill parent or a deceased parent, then that resource would fall into Tier 3. And we have a different committee for each tier that monitors how these resources are being dispensed and also how they are being built and the events that we are working on to build each tier. Great. Billy, how are you going about meeting the goals you're setting for the organization? For the Tier 1 resources, what we are doing is we've set a financial goal. This is how much money we would like to give away at minimum for this year, X amount of dollars. And we are literally holding fundraisers. And, for example, we have a big dinner coming up that we're expecting to feed at least 300 people at. And we work intensely to get every single aspect of that dinner or that fundraiser donated from the community. We screen until we find our entertainers that will perform for free. 
We have all the food donated. We work in our teams to build these resources for these fundraiser events to get the maximum input. And as our calendar year and our budget is laid out, if we see that we're going to fall short, then we hustle. And that is where we start building a new fundraiser, you know, to meet that goal. Tier two, that's where we're counting on others to be involved. That's what we're doing is reaching out to other organizations and specifically identifying those who would like to sponsor a scholarship. And we don't put as much of our fundraiser effort into tier two because we are working as a team to to bring the whole community in to build that academic success. Tier three, we are sending out emails and we are sending out letters and we are going out door to door and meeting face-to-face with anyone who can provide a K-12 through resource. And any time that it looks like we're going to fall short of our goals, then we just double-time it. Outstanding. Billy, I'm sure you're really thankful for all those who've joined your efforts so far. What can you tell us about what inspired some of those generous people that are joining up to get involved? The generous people, for example, our biggest contributor right now and our biggest helper is Comfort Care Home Health and Comfort Care Hospice. And this is the kind of organization that we're targeting as being a part of this village. We're very grateful for the relationships that we have built with the medical providers and health providers. This is an opportunity for them to step in and give back to the community. And that's how we've put it to them. We've sent out communications to these companies and said, hey, this is a great chance for you to step up and be a part of the community need. And they have perked up very surprised at how fast we were able to bring in companies in our local area to be a part of this village. I pinned the information for our 501c3 this past April. And in May, we had at least eight different companies that were stepping up to offer us assistance to get this village built. That's outstanding. Billy, how can others that may be listening now be a part of the village? Because we are still small and we are working with a small volunteer basis of people, it takes a lot of effort to get a large community event planned out, something that's going to reach a large number of people. One thing that companies could do that are not in our state, that can't necessarily come and actually cook the food and serve the food, would be to donate a few items for our auction so that we can use that to build up our scholarship for the next semester or the next quarter. Those that have experience with entertainment or speaking could offer to volunteer and come to one of our events. And of course, anyone who would like to make a donation specifically earmarked for a given scholarship that we have listed, they're welcome to. If a company is interested or an individual that is interested in donating their own scholarship, like Company X Scholarship for the Blind, then contact us and let us pull our resources to make that happen for for those in need, as well as take the legwork off of the company themselves and where that can happen with minimal effort on their end. Billy, what geographic area are you covering right now? Right now, we are covering the state of Alabama and the state of Georgia. Melissa Fabian is a RN who is on our board of directors, and she is short uh, about 50 miles south of Atlanta, and she is making contacts and efforts there. Our largest concentration is in central Alabama at this time, 
because I'm the only one in our organization that does not have a full-time job somewhere else that I'm clocking in, and I have a whole lot more time on my hands to do the background work and the -the behind-the-scenes work. So about a 100-mile radius is where I'm focusing most of my attention. Great. Billy, what are your immediate needs relative to volunteers and resources? Our biggest need would be marketing and creative ideas of how to expand and help people outside of this geographical area. If I could myself make a huge impact to raise enough money to cover at least a year of school for one student in the matter of two or three months, then if we could get a couple volunteers from other states to work, then that would make such a major impact. If I could clone these efforts in other states, we would be able to truly claim being world changers. Good deal. So one thing we wanted to make sure everybody knows is where to go to start the effort of getting involved, and that's www.bpb, so that's Boy Paul Victor Scholarships.org. And go out there now, check out what they're doing at Blue Phoenix Village, drop them a note, tell them how you'd like to be involved. Billy, it was so great to have you. Thanks for stopping by and sharing what you're doing. We love to keep in touch, so let's do this again in six months or so and see how you're growing and see how we might be able to help them. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And that wraps this broadcast on behalf of our guests, Billy Glazer. I'm Joe Lavelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare. 